Welcome to this podcast from the Bay Church. We hope you're blessed by the message. To find out more, please visit our website at www.the-bay-church.org.uk. Father God, just let every word I say be from you. From you, Father God. Let the Spirit just flow and let the words that I speak be what people need to hear. I'm going to speak to you about joy. (laughs) Joy is a solid state. It isn't a liquid like happiness. Happiness is an experience. You feel it in the moment. Joy is a deep sense of peace and contentment. No matter what else is going on around you, in you, you can still feel joy. You can still feel that deep contentment. The answer to joy and experiencing that deep inner peace is to be found in Jesus. There is no other way and there is no other person who can show us how to find that place of deep joy. It doesn't have to look like laughter. It doesn't have to look like anything apart from calmness and contentment. And I'm really going to speak to you this morning, just didn't want to tell you this straight off, (laughs) about finding joy in our trials. Some of us find it hard to find joy, even when there aren't that many trials. So the very concept for some of us of finding joy, inner peace and contentment, when everything around is telling us to feel otherwise, could feel like quite a hurdle. But you know, we're called in the Bible to be people who can have joy. Joy comes from the Spirit. And if you know Jesus, you have joy. You already have it. You just have to let it flow. To know love and peace and joy, we have to be enduring people. We have to be people who will go through, not try and go around. We have to develop endurance. We have to find it through our faith in Jesus. We need to know who we are and whose we are. We need to endeavor to be worshipers, not whiners. I didn't say winos. You could be that if you like. (laughs) And we have to decide. We have to set our minds. We have to set ourselves on course. We decide. So, here we go. How can we see 
our difficulties. And, and by difficulties, I don't mean necessarily totally life-changing difficulties. It can just be anything that is a challenge to you, anything that you find yourself going around and around in or constantly returning to, anything that causes you to lose a sense of peace, anything that disturbs you, that can be your difficulty. We don't have to look at other people for their measure of a difficulty because they find something difficult and we don't. That's not a problem. And likewise, we don't have to say, well, I think that person's really got it tough. My, my stuff is just like mediocre compared to that. God isn't into comparing us. He knows our individual journeys. He knows the things where we started, where we're going to end. I've kind of given this a strap line because this really spoke to me. So yes, this is about finding joy in trials, but I like to look at it like this. How to go through the furnace and come out not even smelling like smoke. <laughs> I'll say it again. Want a bit more response, guys? <laughs> How to go through the furnace, the trials, and not even smell like smoke. <laughs> Praise Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you, that's what we can be. We can be a people that can go through, go through, not avoid, not deny, face it, go through it, and come out not even smelling like smoke. How do we achieve that? Because we learn to see that the difficulties that we face in our character, mentally, or our circumstances, are actually opportunities to find joy. They are not things that need to block us and hinder us. They are things that if we find our place in who, what, who Jesus is and what he's done for us, then we can go through and be people who continue to say that he is good. That he is good in everything. He is good when it's bad. He is good when you don't think you can get out of bed the next morning. He is good when you find yourself back in that same place. James 1, verse 2 to 4. <sighs> Consider it nothing but joy. It's not an emotion. It's not happiness. It's a deep sense of contentment. Consider it nothing but joy, my friends, whenever you find yourself in various trials. <laughs> Anything. Trials can define you. So consider them joy because they can define who you really are in Christ and what he has done for you. And be assured that the testing of your faith is essential. You can't grow into a mature, believing person in what God has done for you unless you can go through and your, and your faith becomes tested. That means whether 
you can still maintain a position of praise even when things are hard. Your faith is being honed in those situations. In complete submission to him that you're living your life not in your own strength. This is what produces endurance. We, ha we need to be endurers. Faithful to knowing that God is good. And that is how we will be made perfect step by little step. Every time we come across something we find hard, we go through it knowing that we can have joy in it and come out the other side not smelling like smoke. When God said that this is what he wanted me to speak on, I kind of wanted to be a bit of a Jonah and run the other direction <laughs> because it's a big subject. And, you know, I, I'm a testimonial speaker. I'm not a Bible analyzer. <laughs> and he said to me, he said, you know, Rebecca, you can speak on this because you've done it. And I don't say that to um, elevate myself. I say it because I, ha I have really walked a path of trial and suffering for a long time. I still believe that if we're pushing in to God and we're honest people, that most of us, if we really want to get deeper and more intimate with God, we're going to experience daily things which challenge us. For me, every day is that challenge. You know, I was diagnosed with cancer. I'm just going to speed through this. For those of you who don't know, then you'll have to try and catch up. In 2009, I was diagnosed with breast cancer whilst I was pregnant, um, six weeks pregnant. Since then, I had to go through a lot of treatment. In 2012, I was diagnosed with secondaries. I mean, the journey just went on and 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 on, and it's still going on. Cancer is spread throughout my body in most areas. And chronic fatigue is a huge problem. And... I still have to live my life. I've got four young children and a very difficult husband. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Even with all of that, no miracles, right? No physical healings or miracles at all. Just on and on. Despite all the prayer, despite coming up, every healing offer that there has ever been, I've been there. I believe in it. I believe in miracles. They haven't happened to me. Doesn't make them not true. I'm saying that at all just so that you understand that my testimony is, is on a suffering journey that has not resulted yet in, in any form 
of physical healing. I'm still in a lot of pain. I still have a lot of difficulties. But God has shown me throughout this journey, I'm not going to sing this, <laughs> that even though I am a crying, talking, sleeping, walking, living lady, <laughs> I describe myself as a doll, <laughs> but I am somebody who can do life. You are people who can do life well whilst going through the stuff you're going through. Yeah. You know, <laughs> a big moment for me was when I gave up. Now, that wasn't coming from a place of somebody who didn't know who God was. I mean, this started in 2009, and I put my faith in God. But shortly after I had my brain blammed, as I put it, and I was incredibly sick for a very long time, I discovered a whole new place of submission. And that's kind of one of the first things that I'm, I'm going to bring to you. To find joy, to find inner peace and contentment, you have to come from a place of complete submission. Now, in some ways, one could say that we often find that through suffering. But then you get people like me who are standing here and trying to give you a head start. Don't wait for your suffering <laughs> to become like mine, right? Take the anointed word today, right? And... and, and Check out. Give yourself a check out. Go home. And what he did to me was, he, he, God showed me, Rebecca, what is it that you really, really want in my little place of suffering? Tell me, what is it you want? And in amongst all the snot and the tears and the kind of thrashing in the bed covers, freedom was the prayer that came out of me. I want freedom. From what? You know, when you have those moments where you think, well, haven't you been watching me for the last eight years? <laughs> Seriously? You want me to tell you? From what? Well, cancer! I sort of screeched out. A few days of more snot it took where I was left in that place to really cry it out. And the response that I got back was, you don't need freedom from cancer, Rebecca. You need freedom from trying to be in control of your life. What he said to me was, park what you can't do. It's not for me to do that bit. It's for him to do what you can't do. But you need to be in a place of total submit, submitting to him for him to show you the difference. So he showed me just to leave that big thing. What could I do about the cancer? Nothing. Put it over there. And then he showed me all the things that I could do. 
Who's the daddy? <laughs> Who's your daddy? Is it still you? We need to work that out. Because only when we're in a place of submission, knowing how itty-bitty we are, and how good and big and massive he is, will be the place where we can begin to give things up that we're not meant to be carrying. Are you like this? I am my own shepherd. I am always in need. <laughs> I stumble from prayer team to prayer team, seeking help but never finding it. I creep through the valley of death, and I fall apart. <laughs> I fear everything, especially myself. Oh, and other church members. <laughs> I anoint my head with strong gin. <laughs> and my wine glass runneth over. I just know that misery will follow me all the days of my life. And I am doomed to live in insecurity and fear for the rest of my lonely life. You see, <laughs> I, I think I used to live like that. <laughs> I used to live not dissimilar to that. I mean, I haven't managed to ditch some of those things, like the gin, but you know. <laughs> I've made improvements. <laughs> we need to stop being in control, okay? To find a permanent state of joy in our lives, we have to let it go. We have to give it over to God. We park what we can't do, and we let God show us what we need to do. For me, that was learning to live well, privately, nothing to do with what appearances are or coming to church and being a this or being a that. It was to do with what went on in my personal thought life, my heart, my attitudes. Your circumstances will change when you know who the daddy is. To know that, I hate to say it, because it's not very original, <laughs> but you need to check out your timetable. Y you need to, to put God first. You have to put him first, which means he gets the best of you, which means daily. <laughs> You're in a place where you're communing with God. You know, that's prayer, worship. This doesn't have to be singing out loud or, you know, God will show you. Once, you. once you agree with him that he's your daddy, once you agree with him that you're not very good at running your own life, and actually he might make a better job of it, then you... Partly you will automatically find yourself wanting to spend time with somebody offers you that. The other part of you will chase it because you yearn so much for more of that peace and that contentment. As you see yourself going through the things 
the small little, little steps that he gives you. One of the first things he said to me after my moment of like, <laughs> one of the things he said to me was, now I want you to get out of bed, go and make yourself some decent lunch, quit lying here, whining, <laughs> and get yourself downstairs. I was like, oh, I, know, I can't do that, I'm so poorly. You know, but I had allowed God to take that place. And the next step is, you have to do something about it. You, you do it. <laughs> no one's going to do it for you. You do it. I had to get my legs over the side of the bed, and I had to go down the stairs, and I, I was sick, really sick. I still did it. And then God could release a bit of blessing into me. He was so proud of me. I was so proud of myself. <laughs> but you need to be spending time with God to grow into that. There's so many ways that you can do that, and God will show you personally what that is for you. I'm not going to tell you what it looks like or what it looks like for me. I just know that it needs, it, it, it needs to happen. And, do you know, I grew up in a Christian home, grew up in a Christian family, went to Sunday school, but I'm a rebel. In the core of who I am, I'm a rebel. So are you, right? I don't really like rules. Some people like rules. I like to go against rules. <laughs> so, for me... I'm not saying it's easy for anybody. For me, it was really quite difficult to, to have a check out of all the areas of my life that are still held in control, right? And that's why you need to ask God to do you an autopsy. Ask him to open you up and show you. You see, I read this in Isaiah. And this is the biggie endurance <laughs> you have to keep on going through see I had a moment where I realized that actually this wasn't something that I just did in this moment because things were hard this was this was the way you live constantly you live in a place of submission you live in a place where your faith is in a God who is good, and no matter what is going on around about you, you don't lose that focus. I haven't always had that. I would say I've moved into it. Endurance, for me, is learning to have faith with teeth. Learning to have faith with teeth. Isaiah 41, 10 to 15. Fear not, nothing, for I am with you. Do not look around you in terror, because I am your God, and you have submitted to my perfect love. I can now, and I will, strengthen your faith and harden you to your trials. So out of this place of submission, and knowing who you belong to, you can be hardened to your trials. And that means that you mature 
you quit being a whiner and you turn into a worshipper. You turn into somebody who daily wants to praise God. There's no room for complaining anymore because you're so deeply involved with the very fact of just what he did for you. Even if you spent every day not thinking about your problems, but just thinking about God, God chose you from the very beginning of time before you'd done anything. I, 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 could, I, could, I could just not ever think about anything else ever again and still not fully get that. It's so big. It's much bigger than my cancer. It's much bigger than your relationship difficulties. And the funny thing is that when that is what is saturating your mind, suddenly you realize that you're not thinking about those other things anymore. And I really believe that that is the spiritual maturing journey that we're called to. In this place, that God can help you. He'll sort all the other stuff out. He will hold you and retain you. You park the things that are too big for you and do the things he shows you. He only gives you the things you can do I could get out of bed and make avocado on toast. The day before. <laughs> All right, sausage sandwich for you, Alan. <laughs> or porridge. <laughs> you can do those things. And he, this is it, he promises to make you a new, sharp, threshing instrument who has teeth. Well. <laughs> Come on. You want to find your teeth? Chew the meat? Find your teeth. Let him make you. I I mean, this might not be in all versions, but I honestly promise you, I promise you, this is, this is in the Bible. I was like, whoa, for days. I want to have faith for teeth. Right? Yeah. I, 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 can, I, have, I am learning how to be in a place of daily submission. Worship. When I want to whine, I worship. It's a choice. And do you know what? I just decided. It's as simple as that. When you set out on a challenging journey, whatever that might be, the diet, the gym, whatever, Mending your relationship with your husband. I mean, I'm not talking about me there, because mine was perfect. <laughs> Whenever you set out, so when God shows you what you need to be challenged in, in order to find this place of contentment, uh, believe me, it's not going to be easy. 
and what you need to do at the very start. You can do that today. You can just decide. You have to decide. <laughs> you decide and then you move. Because when you've decided something, it's very hard to even let yourself down. You just know. You just know that you failed. And you're going to get a lot of things thrown at you when you decide to submit, when you decide to let God show you what you need to deal with. When women are in labor, I mean men, you know, you really need to understand a bit of this. I, it really hurts. <laughs> it's really, really painful. Often women want their labor to begin because partly you're sick of being enormous. But actually, it's because you know what the prize is going to be. You're going to have to go through something, however long that has to last. Hours, days, who knows? Might not be that straightforward. Might be some problems to encounter. But you're going to get your prize. Why don't you pray? for your spiritual labor to start. Because this verse in James tells us that there's joy, that there's character, that there's maturity, that there's a lot to learn through going through. We spend a lot of time praying away our difficult circumstances. Now, I do not hear in this that I am saying that you don't pray right, about your, I pray about my cancer. Not so much now, I have to say, because I'm too busy praying about how to love my kids better, because that's what God showed me. I'm too busy praying about um, just how to love God better, how to allow his grace and peace to really work through me. There's not really that, mu that much room to pray about my problems, because actually, I'm too busy praying about just finding closeness and intimacy with God. Praying for the fruits of the Spirit, showing me how to develop those, what areas that I need to develop in that, in that way. So if you want to be a person of endurance with faith like teeth, no, teeth like faith, anyway, teeth. If you want to be a person who has teeth. <laughs> just, you know, you just ride it this along with me. And to endure, then you decide. You make the decision. I kind of wrote this thing. I think I've got time. I don't really know if I'd call it a poem. I don't, I don't it's just a thing. So that's what I'm going to call it. It's a thing. Try thinking this way. Continually thank the Lord for what he's done, what he's already done. Why do we ask for more? He's done so much for us. We don't actually need any more. He just asks us to praise him. Praise him in every situation. That's his antidote to your trials. Oh, Father, let us be so in love with you that even when we hurt, 
that you're the only focus. You're the thing that we see. It's not the thing that we want. It's just you. Help us to learn the simple truths of your love. That they are simple, the simplicity of your love is what keeps us strong. For we will always have questions without answers and flames that never die and heartaches that we go through. But when we keep our eyes fixed on you, you turn the pain into blessings that help us to be strong. So many things we wish away, but they have gold in them. They have gold in them, guys. Treasure that can hone you and bring you the peace you crave. Stop dreaming to be free from the life that you're living and the things that are hard for you, for in them, you will find the greatest truth that you will ever need to know, that he loves you. Oh, he loves you. He really loves you. He loves you. And he is good. We don't learn from what our circumstances dictate to us. We learn how to find a place of joy because of who he is to us and the more we know about that and the more we quit moaning and just focus on his goodness the more we are delivered into maturity listen <laughs> the word that came to me just in conclusion was namby pamby And I don't want to insult anybody, so it was God that said this. So <laughs> if you have a problem with it, go and take it out with him, right? Let's not be namby-pamby Christians. Let's not be people who can't go through. Let us be people who go through, who go through our trials, that go through them and find the quality of endurance, how to stay a person, even when the devil or your husband or somebody comes against you. <laughs> right? Oh, my, my husband doesn't do that. So even when things come against you, don't be the person in the wilderness who goes round and round and round. Remember that you decided. You decided that God was your daddy. You decided that you're going to be a worshipper, not a whiner. And you endeavor to endure, knowing that there's a prize. Knowing that God has got this situation. You just do what you can do. You don't do what God has to do. You leave that and you get him to show you the way to go. Do you know, I, I have lots more steps, so if you want me to speak again. <laughs> oh, 
probably you don't. <laughs> um, there's so much more in this. There's so much more that could be picked out. I didn't have four hours. I had 35 minutes. But I really hope that the word of God, through the experience of somebody who was, I haven't, nothing I've told you today that I haven't walked and I haven't learned. So you can too. I'm not, I'm not unique. You can too.